Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Shame is highly correlated with depression, violence, addiction. Guilt is inversely correlated with those same things. I'm a good person, but I did something bad is productive. And I'm a bad person and I did something bad because I'm bad causes mayhem in a person. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Shame is dangerous because in our efforts to avoid it, we often end up distorting reality so that we don't feel accountable. But confronting our inner shadows and the realities that created them is a healthy and important part of personal development. This four-part series is an excerpt from my online course, Accountability, Metrics, Money, and Shame, which is free for Clear and Open members. In this episode, we'll take our first step towards healing shame and building shame resilience. And listen up. We've got a brand new live course starting January 10th, 2019, and it's a good one, so I don't want you to miss out. It's called Managing with Inquiry, Create Powerful Change Through Radical Acceptance. If you've tried on the teachings of Clear and Open even just a tiny bit, you already know the real power is not in doing, but in undoing. In this new 11-week course, I'll be teaching you how to use the power of questioning yourself to create radical change. When you have the guts to look in the mirror, I mean really, really look, you can completely undo the limiting beliefs, negative patterns, and untrue but destructive assumptions that are holding you back, and fast. I'm extra excited about this new course because I'm changing things up a bit and making this one a very hands-on workshop. You're going to get the kind of attention usually only my one-on-one clients get at a fraction of the cost. Each week, I'll work with people individually toward the benefit of the whole group. It's a great way to learn. And you're going to learn how to use inquiry with others so you can uncover the power of your colleagues and employees as well. It really does work. I'm predicting this will be the most powerful course I've ever taught because of the results I've seen in trying this model with my clients and certainly with myself. You're going to learn how to free up energy, time, and focus by being more in reality than you've ever realized and less in stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that you're going to learn you've been making up. Imagine a life where whenever you feel stressed out or upset, you know you're just a few deep questions away from it all disappearing. If that's something you desire, then this course is for you. Find out more at clearandopen.com slash inquiry. That's clearandopen.com slash inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. In your opinion, is there such a thing as healing from shame or healing shame? So glad you asked. Yes, 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 there is. That, that's what good therapy does. It addresses shame. So first, the uh, distinction that bears mentioning, I probably talked about it well in the last course for sure, but shame is, the simplest way of thinking about it is shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. And this is the critical distinction as it applies to management. And in general, giving someone the feeling that they are bad stimulates the shame response. 
supporting someone to realize that they're a good person who made a mistake elicits a guilt response. Shame is highly correlated with depression, violence, eating disorders, addiction, and a whole lot of other negative behaviors. Guilt is inversely correlated with those same things. In other words, I'm a good person, but I did something bad is productive. And I'm a bad person and I did something bad because I'm bad causes mayhem in a person. This is one of the reasons why the peer accountability in groups like Weight Watchers and Alcoholics Anonymous works so well because you get a bunch of people in the same room who are all struggling with the same thing and they, the, each individual looks around and goes, oh, I'm not alone, dot, dot, dot. There are other people who have the same problem and they seem like nice, good enough people. I must be like them. It alleviates the, the shame response. Because if someone has, for example, an addiction to food or alcohol or anything else, they have an addiction problem and they make themselves wrong at an essential level. I'm a bad person because I can't control the way I eat or the way I drink or whatever. That will make the problem worse. Not better. It creates what I think of as a shame spiral. It just it's like a negative feedback loop. It just keeps getting worse. Because if if I'm, you know, drinking too much and I say, well, I'm a bad person because I drink too much. Well, what do bad people do? They drink too much. Well, I might as well drink more then to numb the pain of being such a bad person. What's the point in changing? I'm just a bad person. Nothing I can do about it. You see? But if you frame it as, well, you're a good person and I don't agree with this uh, model, but in uh, this aspect of the model, but in Alcoholics Anonymous, they would say, well, you're a good person and you have a disease. I don't, I don't think of it as a disease, but that framework, it's a disease, is really helpful because, and productive because it takes them out of the shame mentality. No, you're fine. You just have a disease. Or imagine if you had a common cold and you're like, oh my God, I've got a cold. My nose is running and I'm coughing. I'm a worthless human being. People are like, what? No, you just have a cold, dude. It'll go away. <laughs> right? So in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say, no, 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 you're a good person. You have a disease. And there's genetic blah, blah, blah. And, and that's true. There's genetic implicator, uh, uh, predispositions and all that. So that frame that it's a disease, that it's a physical disease, helps alleviate the shame response. Unfortunately, it also alleviates a whole lot of responsibility. But hey, if it gets someone from drinking themselves to death to not, fine. How would you, just because I'm curious, how would you frame it instead of it's a disease? Uh, good question. I would say you have a, uh, a self-destructive pattern of behavior that is serving a really good purpose somewhere in your psyche. Let's find out what that is. It's numbing down a difficult emotion that you don't think you can bear. Let's find out what that emotion is and discover that you're strong enough to bear it so you don't have to drink. Oh, that's cool because that I can see that as applying across the the whole 
substance abuse spectrum as well as the overeating uh, spectrum. It, yeah, and even bigger than that, because really any negative pattern of behavior, any self-destructive or self-stagnative pattern of behavior is inevitably traceable back to a feeling that the person doesn't think they can bear feeling. Oh, like uh, avoiding uncomfortable things in your business or avoiding um, very um, very personal um, uh, conversations uh, around uh, accountability. Bingo. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, this is okay. why. This is why pushing yourself into emotional discomfort works. Because when you push yourself into emotional discomfort, let's say, uh, let's say you're avoiding holding an employee accountable because when you do, it makes you feel like you're abusing your authority and then you feel like you're a bad person. There's the shame response, right? Uh, because I'm tough on them and then they feel bad and then I blame myself for them feeling bad and then I must be a bad person because I made them feel bad. That's the sequence of events. Right. So when you avoid holding them accountable, what you're actually doing is avoiding the shame feeling in yourself that I'm a bad manager. That's what's going on. So now, of course, that could be true. It could be that when someone, the said person holds them accountable, they are being a bad manager. Right. But if that's not true and it's a distortion of reality and the person happens to be one of the nicest guys you've ever met, and they just have a lot of uh, preconceived notions about uh, management or distortions in reality about watching themselves or whatever it is. They're just off somehow, right? So if it's not true that they're abusing their power, then the task for them is to push themselves into that discomfort because the mentor, therapist, coach would say, well, challenge that feeling follow this set of guidelines, hold them accountable in this way so that you are being a good boss and see that if you make them feel bad, that it's actually none of your business. And if if a shame or guilt response comes up in you like you've done something bad, that's a feeling that you need to challenge. It's a reality you need to challenge. That's really what it comes down to because shame causes us to distort reality. Like this United Airlines employee or contractor or whatever he is, he actually thinks that somehow he's a victim, right? And that actually his employer failed to train him. That isn't true, (laughs) okay? That's a made-up reality. Now you could say, well, it's all subjective. Uh huh. Okay. So there needed to be in, you know, like the 12 hours of training or whatever he got to do his job. By the way, don't assault the passengers and drag them off the plane. Oh, also don't set them on fire. Don't drug them. Don't torture them. And let's see, we better keep going because we got to get everything. Don't convince them to commit suicide. Don't dump beverages on their heads. Don't, I mean, come on, right? It's <laughs> absurd. You can't be responsible for telling everyone every possible thing. That's absurd. And you know what will happen? The case will probably settle out of court, you know, because United would just want it to go away. Therefore, thereby uh, validating, you know, the abuse of the legal system in this way and, and the victimhood therein. 
because they have their own shame to protect. <laughs> yes, right? Good. Now you're starting to see, right? And can you imagine, what's his name? Oscar Munez or something, the CEO of, of, of United, responsible for in the last year. First, I think this was the first thing, this guy. And then in just the last couple of months, like two or three dogs have been killed by United Airlines or shipped to the wrong country, right? And everybody's scrutinizing the CEO. And can you imagine the shame going on in him? Oh, wasn't United the same company who did away with the bonuses and made a lottery system? Did you guys hear about this? Or was that American? I can't remember. But they, it was in the, in the news where uh, there was... Uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember if it was American or United, but they, there was a bonus system. It was a, a profit-sharing thing where every employee, and we're talking about tens of thousands of employees, was getting a piece of the uh, company's profits. And they just decided... That a memo went out to everybody and said, oh, we're doing away with that. And instead each of you will be entered into a lottery to get one bonus. <laughs> Every week, you know, it's just like, you've got a one in 30,000 chance of getting, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand bucks. You know, thinking like that people wouldn't be like, hmm, how much money is the company saving by doing this? And like the management must have been like, well, we'll make it an exciting lottery. And instead of getting a hundred bucks a week, they have the chance of getting $5,000. That will work. <laughs> and then it got leaked to the media. And then, and then they, they revoked it with you know, some crap about like, well, we were reevaluating, you know, HR is reevaluating the policy. Not with the, not with the appropriate thing to say would have been like, I can't believe we allowed this to go by. We're, we're, we feel deep remorse and, and regret about trying to pull this one over on employees. The person whose idea it was has been fired and we're reevaluating our cultural values uh, across you know, every location and office in the world. That would have been remorse. That would have been remorse. But as Peter just pointed out, there's the shame response. Oh no, nobody look at what an ugly, bureaucratic, corporate, greedy monster United Airlines is or whatever airline it was. We can't bear to look at that, so we'll put out some vanilla statement that says, well, we're reevaluating our human resources policies and uh, we're going to look into this, never hear from it again. That's shame operating. Shame with the defensive shame out front, not real remorse. Real remorse takes strength, and it's a strength that most people don't have. This is what uh, Brene Brown would call shame resilience. Um, more specifically, shame resilience is when faced with data that, that is reflecting your mistake or your weakness or your shortcoming, when reality in whatever form brings feedback to you that says, this is no good, does that go into your shame bucket? Does it stimulate a shame response in you that you can't bear such that a protector is going to step out in front of it and then act irrationally? Or can it go into uh, what Brene Brown calls guilt? I don't like using guilt for that so much. I, I would use remorse. Can you, can you stay, the, stay with, I'm a good person and I screwed this up? Or I'm a good person and I don't have this skill? Or I'm a good person and I don't have this quality? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. 
Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.